At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Want those idiots who believe in analytics? Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. However, you're taking us in this morning. We always appreciate it. Jeff Parlay is here as well. By the way, his last name is really pronounced Parles. Should probably say that for his uh for his parents. Um, Chris Felica to join us here momentarily. The Bear from ESPN's College Game Day on the spur of the moment. Uh, also, of course, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, The Daily Wager. And Vinny Mags, Vinny Maolio later this hour. Haven't had a chance to talk to him and, uh, you know, poke at him. It's been a while now, six weeks or something for me. So I'm looking forward to that. Haven't seen Vinny in a while. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. And again, I can't thank everybody. Uh, I can't thank folks enough for, for the kind tweets, and it is just overrun. Uh, Rich, Rich PSM, is that? Um, let's see. Never apologize for talking tennis when you win 20 units at preflop in the last 35 picks. I will not apologize. Did I apologize? I don't know that I did. Um, Jason Stark. Hey, Gil, what would you, <clears throat> pardon me, what would your Collins breakpoint be? You only gave it for the uh, Botic Van Van de Schaaf match. Maybe uh, maybe we can uh, hunt around and find it. it. It was around, as I recall, around plus 195, quite frankly, to answer your question. And right now it went the other way. So it wasn't quite there last night. It was like plus 180 something. And it's actually ticked down to about plus 160 now. So shop around if you find it. It's not an official pick for me. Um, anyone who's tuning in right now, it is not an official pick, but that's why I didn't end up playing it. Again, if, if Danielle Collins is able to summon up her amazing play from her run here in the hardcourt season, she will give Sabalenka all she can handle, but Sabalenka could also overpower her and just and roll with it too. We'll see what kind of game arena Sabalenka will, will bring today, but I want no part of it ultimately in the end. Uh, here's another one from Nick A. What line do you need to take Danielle freaking Collins? Uh, what was the other tennis match you were considering? Uh, it was the uh, the Botic Vendish. What is his name? Vendisandrum. Well, I can't remember what is how you uh, how you spell his name. That was the one I was considering, but he's he's a prohibitive favorite too. If that had gotten below minus two hundred, uh, I would have played. Uh, the match between Botic van de Zanschulp and Facundo Banyas, but I am not playing that because Botic is minus 222, and I think that's just a touch high. But I, I would, I believe he will roll in that, but I'm not going to recommend it based on the price anyway, if you understand how we, uh, how we do things here. Uh, this is from uh, Z Free. I don't know if he's asking you. Oh, he's asking a different Jeff on Twitter. Could you post the uh, Could you post the tennis lines on and on with these with uh, with tennis? I appreciate it all. Uh, Patrick Davis, this is my first tweet ever. I opened a Twitter to be able to access Gil's tennis picks. Did anyone catch his pick this morning? Let's put it up. Thank you for asking. Uh, this is the over thirty four and a half. Diego Schwartzman today and Alex Mulchan um, over thirty four and a half games. It's the only play today. 
I just don't think there's a lot of value on the board. Again, the near the near value on Collins, the near value on uh, Van de Sandshulp. I'll never get uh, that'll never be easy to say. But I like the over 34 and a half games. I think Molchan is at the top of his game right now. These two guys are uh, can hit it all day long. They can hit it back and forth all day long. And so the bet really here is for this to go past the third set. Sure, it could be three really hard-fought long three sets that could still get us over the top. But really what you're betting here, generally speaking, is for it to get to a fourth set. And if we get to a fourth set, we should be golden. And I think Molchan has what it takes to get us there. So um, that is the play of the day for those who are wondering. Uh, Tom from uh, Steady Picks here. Did we miss the the nerdy tennis stats? Yes. No, that was earlier. Um, just getting it tuned in now. Recap, please. We just did that. Uh, mind share. Your, okay, they're all tennis. So anyway, there you go. We'll tweet them out of the Beeson. Uh, we'll tweet it out of the Beeson uh, account as well. So that's the story here again on a 24-10-1 run. Just a friendly reminder that um, this will get us right to the NFL season and that sometimes... Um, the sports that we grew up loving the most are not the sports you will be most profitable in. Those markets tend to be the most efficient. Certainly when it comes to the NFL, that is the case. But now there are others who are betting these tennis picks are like, sweet, bankroll building before the NFL season. However you take it, I hope you're jumping on and I hope you're winning uh, with us. We're all super thrilled uh, that we have football back. Jeff, have you been playing these, by the way, just out of curiosity? You've been staying away. Oscar Ote was uh, a very... Easy, nice one yesterday. That was very nice. That one, I, I had him and Sock yesterday were the two that I followed. Jack yeah. Sock took a little longer, but he got home as well at five sets. All right, uh, we're thrilled to have him here on the show. We weren't supposed to have him on, but he's kind enough to join us right now. It is Gil Alexander at Numbers Game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling and Game Plus, and iHeartRadio. He is the bear from ESPN's College Game Day, Stanford Steve and the Bear Podcast. He's not the Stanford Steve part. And, of course, Daily Wager. Ladies and gentlemen, from Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm guessing. Where are you now, Chris Velika? I am indeed in, in Charlotte. Uh, just got done with our, uh, our production meeting, so I got a, uh, a few minutes. Yeah, to tell you, but I'm still, I'm still a little, a uh, little bummed there at, uh, at her cash yesterday, blowing up a uh, money liner. That was wow. kind of a, uh, an unpredictable result. Uh, that was, that, that, that was kind of a bummer. That's one of those where there was absolutely no way to predict that, right? Like there's no, there was no support in the data for Andrea Seppi to do that. It was just unbelievable. And Horkos was one of these guys where you thought, man, he could actually make a significant run, and he gets beat. Sorry about your, uh, he did. your money line parlay. Did you money line parlay what? one today? Uh, no, there really isn't anything that I that I that I really like. I actually think a couple of these big favorites might be vulnerable. I don't know what your numbers say, but. Uh, should Rublev be that big of a favorite over Tiafo? Probably not, but Rublev's numbers are actually still significantly better than those of Tiafo. But Tiafo, New York City, crowd behind him, you never know, right? Funky things can happen. Yeah, I know. I thought, I thought about playing Hans Jabor against uh, Elise Mertens as well, but I, I, I didn't. Yeah, that's one of those where if Mertens is on the top of her game, it should be close, but yeah, I don't know. I can't trust her. All right, so give a sense for people, because people love College Game Day more than anything in the world. It is simply the greatest thing that ESPN does, along with 30 for 30s. I stand by that. Give, us, give folks a sense of how your week is structured. What do you do each day of the week to get you prepared? I'll have daily wager, obviously, a couple of days, three days a week uh, as well. But uh, Monday, just, just starting on Monday, Monday we have a, a call uh, early in the morning, just to kind of go over 
uh, big picture storyline for the week, things we can do in the show, games we can do in the show, uh, potential feature ideas, uh, potential guests, potential guest pickers. Uh, that's Monday. And then, and then Tuesday we have a, uh, a smaller meeting with myself and Reese and Kirk and the producer and the CP of the show to kind of uh, narrow down the, uh, the real meat and potatoes of the show. And then obviously on Monday and Tuesday I'm doing my own my own stuff in terms of prepping for the week, prepping for the show, uh, drilling down some, some numbers and some ideas that I might have from my weekly email that I send out on, on, on Sunday night to, to kind of set up the week. Um, and Tuesday as well, I also have a, a call uh, for our ABC primetime game uh, every week. Uh, Wednesday is, is a day where I have the podcast with Stanford Steve. I've got Daily Wager. I've got the column that's due. So that's all that, that, that occupies a, a good chunk of my day. Uh, Thursday is travel day and whatever other maybe loose ends that maybe have came up during the week uh, that I want to look into. That's Thursday. Friday is uh, at site in the morning, production meeting. Um, anything that comes out of the production meeting, uh, daily wager in the afternoon, uh, radio show in, uh, later in the evening, about five thirty or so. Yeah, and then Saturday, Saturday we have game day, and then and then the game travel home Sunday and, and start all over again. And rinse and repeat. All right, so Clemson and Georgia <laughs> in Charlotte—that's why you're there. The best interconference game on paper, at least for the entire college football season. Clemson favored by three, but there's a lot of uh, issues on both sides of uh, of this yeah. game. What what do you think? Yeah, it, it, it's weird. I mean, depending on on what you hear and who you're hearing from and what you want to believe, like there there were, there are rumblings out there. And again, I don't know this for certain, but but I've heard it from people who have been right in the past about certain things that Clemson may be without Justin Ross. Uh, they they may be without, without Davis on the defensive line. Uh, they may be without Nolan Turner in the secondary. Uh, so. Is that true? I, I can't confirm it, but like I said, I, I've heard it from people who have been uh, right in the past. And then Georgia, on the other hand, you hear about their team doctor testing positive for COVID. No players may have it right now, but we don't know for sure. Uh, Smith is out. We know Washington is out. Uh, we know Eric Gilbert's out. So it, it, there's a lot of a lot of things. I, I, it felt like 2020 all over again when I was going through hearing all these rumblings about COVID and injuries and who might who might not be here. Um, on the field, I don't. I get a little bit of a sense, even without Smith in the secondary, uh, that Georgia doesn't necessarily feel threatened by Clemson's wide receivers, especially if Ross isn't going to play. Um, I think that feel like they have guys who can cover. I think they get an impression that DJ Oyunglele is going to be someone who wants to show off the strength of his arm, and he might force some things. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I get a sense that Georgia feels pretty good about their hmm. about their matchup and their chances going into this game tomorrow night. Did we, I don't want to gloss over what you just said earlier, but you just mentioned a trio of Clemson players, including Ross at wideout, who is mm-hmm. spectacular. Did we just perhaps potentially break a little news there? Because you're not confirming it, but you're saying you're hearing something. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, again, this is nothing I'm hearing from a production meeting that I've been involved in or, or a member of our staff being in Let's be a production clear. meeting or from, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is nothing that I've gotten like it, but, but, but people who have given me information in the past about, hmm. about injuries and big things that have been right about a lot of things. Yeah. That's what they're hearing. So I feel, I yeah. feel good enough that these, these, these things are out there. They're readily available now on yeah. uh, online and a lot of searches. So, All right. uh, who knows? It, 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 it might be, it might be worthy enough just to, to maybe play play Georgia on the money line, and if these guys play tomorrow night, then so be it. I was I, I was burned, but yeah. we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I just wanted to be clear. We're not. Uh, yeah, nothing uh, out of sorts here. Okay, and then Ohio State last night, winning by fourteen over Minnesota. We were sort of batting this around off air, Jeff, John Goulet, and I. How do you spin that for Ohio State last night? Is it just, oh, boy, man, they're lucky to have gotten to a 14-point bulge uh, ultimately against Minnesota, and they they actually have a lot of things to work on? Or is it, man, Ryan Day's awesome, uh, they figured it out, and Ohio State should be that much more buoyed by that performance? I I think it was a really good result for Ohio State in the sense that took a little bit of effort. It took some adjusting. It took some work. Uh, it gave the coaching staff things to uh, teaching moments, as Nick Saban likes to call them. Uh, they didn't go out and blow away Minnesota. Um, I think offensively they're going to be fine. Ryan Day is is a boss on the offensive side of the ball. He had a really good job coming out in the second half and uh, making adjustments and putting Stroud in a position to, to be successful. However, uh, I would be a little bit more concerned than I initially was going into the year about Ohio State's linebackers. Uh, their linebackers appeared to be lost all night long, and the unfortunate uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, Ibrahim injury really uh, affected Minnesota's offense in the second half. And uh, once he went out of the game, uh, the Ohio State defense obviously was able to fare a lot better. So I, I still like Ohio State moving forward, but from the way the game was played, I, I think uh, Ryan Day and the staff will be happy to get out of Minneapolis with the win and feel good about being able to show on film a lot of room still for improvement for the Buckeyes. Yeah, that's so sad about Ibrahim, man. That's That looks like a ruptured Achilles for sure. Just uh, just awful. Are you with me that the P.J. Fleck, that, that, that Minnesota going it for it for fourth, uh, going for it on fourth and one from their own 29 down 10 to nothing is just such an awesome move. Like, I just, yes. I love that he did that. I love that he's he doesn't care if they lose by a thousand. Just go for it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, you, you're, a, you're a double digit underdog. It's opening night. You're on your home field. You can't make a, a yard. Like, go. Then you, what confidence does that give you? Yeah, I don't think we can make it. Let's just punt. I mean, just the jolt of energy it gives. It gives your team the confidence, the belief, and uh, certainly analytically, it's the right move. So I, I love when coaches do that. Love it. Uh, any other takeaways from last night? Anything from Boise State, UCF, or beyond? No, no not really. I mean, UC, uh, USF, rather, South Florida was. Uh, much worse than I expected them to be. They're as bad as they've ever been. And that was a really impressive win <laughs> yeah. by, by NC State. Like, like NC State's a team I think a lot of people uh, project as a potential sleeper in the ACC, and their their defense played well last night against a really bad offense, and if Leary can stay healthy, um, those are the types of games that NC State has won in the past. It's the, it's the tougher opponents that they haven't gotten a over the hurdle against, but Frenchy State to come out last night and leave no doubt that was a uh, a good win for the Wolfpack. All right, last thing, just remind people what your favorite bet is from the weekend. Uh, two, I have two that I like above 
and everything on top. Like Iowa minus a three and a half. Uh, against Indiana, we, we, we've talked about this before, just about how I don't think a lot of the things that Indiana did last year are uh, going to carry over to this year. You lose Ken Womack on the defensive side of the ball, so I think your defense is going to take a hit. Uh, and I think the, the, the underlying numbers for Indiana uh, did not project them to be record-wise uh, what they were last year. So I like Iowa. Uh, I like Dota Dame on Sunday night, uh, laying, the, I think it's seven now in some places against uh, FSU, I, I think Cohen's going to be more than adequate as a replacement quarterback for for uh, Ian Book. I think Aaron Williams is going to be a dynamic playmaker. They have a matchup nightmare tight end in, in Michael Mayer. I think they're going to be able to get more speed on the field at wide receiver this year. Uh, Marcus Freeman will come in and do a great job defensively. And Florida State defense, I think, is a massive question mark. So I like I like Notre Dame. And, I, and the one other game I'm, I'm, I'm looking at as well is I might take a uh, – Put a little flyer on uh, a Texas State plus the 14 against Baylor. That to get uh, one of those Power Five schools on your home field, that doesn't happen often. Uh, Baylor, obviously, with a new quarterback and new offensive coordinator and Jeff Grimes, I don't think they're going to be able to go there and, and do exactly what BYU did last year with the personnel he has in Waco. And uh, uh, I think James Valdez's team will be able to score enough points. And at the very least, I expect the back door uh, to be wide open for Texas State League. Back door for Texas State, plus 14 uh, against Baylor. And interestingly absent there, your alma mater, uh, your alma mater, Miami, yeah. you are not touching that game is what I'm hearing. No, no, I'm not. I, I, would, I would love to get a, a prop on this game. Will Miami hold the lead at any point in the game? Because uh, <laughs> Alabama has not trailed in any of its last 37 quarters. You've got to go back to the third quarter against Georgia, Good even Lord. by the last time Alabama's trailed. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you see, see if uh, Chrissy or Jimmy or Vinny might want to write, write a, a prop parlay for me. Amari Carter will get a targeting penalty for Miami. Uh, parlayed with Miami will, 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 hold, will or will not hold uh, a lead at any point in the game tomorrow. Huh. Wait, wait, what's, what is it parlayed with? What was the first part? Uh, Amari Carter, one of Miami's defensive players, who uh, he, he he seemingly gets about uh, four targeting penalties a year. Okay, he, he's a uh, yeah, he's a he's a restless player. So yeah. more joking than anything else. If only if only Vinny were showing up here in about thirteen minutes for for me. To... I, I know, I, yeah. I, exactly right. But yeah, Miami does have uh, the one advantage the Hurricanes do have tomorrow is is experience. Uh, they are a far more experienced team than Alabama. And um, in talking to some people, they, they expect uh, this game to be maybe a little bit like that West Virginia opener a couple of years ago that Alabama had, where the Mountaineers were kind of never really threatening to win the game, but they were hanging well within the numbers. So uh, some people I've spoken to kind of expect that type of game, and, uh, and we'll see if that plays out. It's one that I totally would uh, – would stay away from, though, at least at the start. But if, if, you, if you buy into Miami plus 19 and a half under that thinking, uh, you're getting a good number. Yeah, I just, you know, you just wonder. Can Alabama, you know, we just assume Alabama's going to be Alabama, right? That they can replenish mm-hmm. with, you know, with no problem whatsoever. And I don't know that I want to participate the first game, I guess is what I'm saying, until I'm convinced of that. So. Exactly. Yeah. Chris, I, I, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, uh, be careful. Kind of, it's funny. Like last week, we had the public underdog went out right in Illinois, and all those massive favorites covered easily. So it's, it's almost it's almost like uh, it, it's hypothetical. Like the, the books are saying, 
come on in. The water's fine. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I, yeah. I think tomorrow could be a little tricky. Could be a little tricky. Chris, you're a mensch. Thank you for the time. Uh, enjoy. I know you're a busy man. Chris Felica, everybody. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely, go. Take care. The Bear from ESPN's College. Oh, quickest hang-up in the business right there. Was that, that, did that beat Joe Fortenbaugh's record of a quicker hang-up? Wow. It's impressive. Joe Fortenbaugh. Who do you think, Jeff? Joe Fortenbaugh, I think, were the quickest, consistent hang-ups in the business. I lean, Chris. Do you? I do. <laughs> do you really? I do. You guys would know better than I Yeah, I, yeah. I lean Chris over. Joe's quick. Joe. Right, 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 right on, right Joe, on the off. Button. Joe thinks it's cool. Like before you finish your sentence, to hang up the phone, so you get a dial tone. Like he thinks, he thinks that's awesome. Uh, Joe Fortenball, also one of the Daily Wager crew over there at uh, at ESPN. In uh, your college, ultimately your college football play this weekend. What was it? Re- rehash for folks again. Well, uh, this weekend, I the only one I had was Sam Howell to win the Heisman. Oh, that that's was, it. So that you have nothing this weekend. I did end up on Boise last night, getting the six and a half. And that was one of those, Gil, where you're up 17 nothing. You're up 20, or excuse me, 24-7, 21-0. You're supposed to cover six and a half. Yeah. But the way that they got dominated for two and a half quarters, it felt like a fortunate win in the end for me. Yeah, like I said, I got super fortunate on the the in-game over 66 and a half, which was just like a tick down from the preflop. At the end of the first quarter, I just got tired of not being involved, and that barely got there as well. But I, I do think... That's, I have a lot of friends over there in Boise. I, I used to go once a year to a Broncos game on the blue turf there. And I do think if you're a Boise State fan, and that was like kind of, I hate to say this, but wasn't that kind of like a group of five New Year's Day elimination game kind of thing yesterday? Hate to, like, you know, that's the thing about college football. One game means that much. We may lose that uh, when we uh, when we expand the playoff, but that's... That's an interesting sort of thing to yesterday. And I think if you're a Boise State fan, you're lamenting that game so much last night because you had the 100-yard pick six. You had that gift pick at the end of the game, which got you back in the lead. And then, as you said, uh, Hank Bachmeyer with, with, a, with a Hail Mary that fell just a little short. Just a little short. Uh, by the way, I think we, uh, we moved this tennis line a tick. It's at 35 now, the over in the Diego Schwartzman-Alex um, Mulchan match. Um, and we've had a habit of doing that here this week. Uh, that Jason Weingarten thing with the uh, with the Vonder Franco Rookie of the Year, man, as soon as he said that, that crashed hard as well. Uh, we'll come back. Vinny Maliulo will join us uh, to get his perspective from behind the desk. Always excited to talk to Vinny. And uh, we'll find out what kind of uh, tennis offerings and beyond he has. How has the football handle been? Is the rush for week one still yet to come? How many people are going to be shut out at 10 a.m. Pacific week one morning? It always happens. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget tomorrow's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod focuses on closing weekend in New York and California. Andy Serling and Tom Amos, the odd couple of Saratoga Live, review the summer season and look ahead to the big races Labor Day weekend. Dwayne Colucci, once again, along with uh, Gilbert, cut by the Dallas Cowboys here recently. He of the Rampart Sportsbook handicaps races at Saratoga and Del Mar. We love Colucci. 
Keith Shamblin of the National Thoroughbred Racing Association discusses the current state of handicapping contests like last weekend's National Horse Players Championship in Las Vegas. Subscribe now to the Ron Flatter Racing Pod at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at vsin.com slash podcast. Is that tomorrow morning or this morning? I think it's this morning. You probably get it. Uh, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Bet. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here. It is a numbers game. Uh, we haven't talked about golf this morning. Um, I just want to say this once again because we found on primetime action, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I, which we do on MSG+, Plus, a bit of a drinking game when I, whenever I mentioned it here on the, on the numbers game. Um, we found that talking about this tournament juxtaposed against the FedEx Cup, trying to articulate the how careful you have to be about which bet you're making is really like a word puzzle. So I just want to sort of get at this once again because the second round of the Tour Championship, the third leg of the FedEx Cup, is not underway yet. So you can still uh, make plays. Again, it's the the 30 golfers who advanced from the 125, then to the 70, now to the 30. Um, here in Atlanta for the Tour Championship. Now, for people who are not betters, it's very clear. Oh, the Tour Championship basically equates to whoever wins the FedEx Cup. Whoever wins the Tour Championship wins the FedEx Cup because it's a staggered start. Remember, this started with Patrick Cantlay with a two-stroke lead over Tony Finau, a three-stroke lead over Bryson DeChambeau, and a four-stroke lead over John Rahm. Now, for betters, this becomes a little more confusing because there are two markets that you can bet into simultaneously. And the problem is that books sometimes just call it what the general public knows it as. What they should do is call one of these markets odds to win the FedEx Cup and the other one to win a 72-hole golf tournament. Now, some books do, do do it very clearly, some do not. But just be aware that when you are betting this, even here after one round, that you are betting into the proper market. So one of them is going to be with starting strokes. That's to win the FedEx Cup. And here, nice job by our crew putting the FedEx Cup logo here. So with starting strokes means it's to win the FedEx Cup. I just wish they would say in betting markets to win the FedEx Cup. It makes it so much clearer. But that's the one with the starting strokes where Cantlay started in the lead, right, uh, in this tournament. And by the way, is still two strokes up now over John Rahm after round number one. So in that market, if you're looking for the guy who's going to win the $15 million, where Cantlay has a two-stroke lead at 13-under over John Rahm at 11-under, and everybody else is three below Rahm, so you're almost, I don't want to say this because there's three more rounds of golf, but it may be shaping up to be a Cantlay and Rahm mano a mano for $15 million on Sunday. Good Lord, would that be awesome television. That's the market for that. Now, keep in mind, that is a different market from who wins the 72-hole tour championship, if that makes sense. So that market is about no starting strokes. That's simply who has the best score in the 72 holes, $15 million FedEx Cup aside. So in that market yesterday, the first round, and here's it's going to get just really wacky after day two, but yesterday's performances, John Rahm and Billy Horschel tied for the low rounds at five under, which is why here you see John Rahm at plus 250 at the top of this, and everybody else is double digits. Like, Rahm is the short shot by a mile in the odds to win the 72-hole Tour Championship. So I guess, again, this applied before the tournament pre-flop. It also applies now here after round one heading into the weekend, into uh, round two today and into the weekend. 
just know what you're betting. Now, I hope that made sense. How'd I do, Jeffrey? Did I do okay on that, on that explanation? Because that's a, that's a very precise thing. People, people are going to mess this up, and people are going to, Sunday, after all is said and done, they're going to be like, wait, I thought I won. And they might not have. Yeah, they, again, as always, check your tickets Yeah. as you're making the plays. It's, so it, there's also this. So we, all of us on Primetime Action, Matt Kelly and I, we all bet John Rom. The thinking being, if you can get John Rom pre-flop, you know, in a in a seventy-two hole seventy-two uh, hole golf tournament at uh, at uh, six to one. Now, now, see, I'm getting it confused. But basically, we bet both markets, John Rom, because we're like the seventy-two hole golf tournament. Are you kidding me? He's only he's only facing twenty nine other golfers, and you can get him at this great price. We'll take him for that, and then also to win the FedEx Cup. So there's the, the FedEx Cup is the one where he had the shorter odds. I should say the 72 hole is the uh, six to one. You got to take the FedEx Cup, but just we're, we're taking both because there is a scenario where he could be clear on his way, well on his way to winning the $15 million. Then he takes his foot off the pedal and then somebody ends up beating him in the 72 hole one. So it's all kind of a whole mix. Fascinating. I wish the PGA would promote this more. It's awesome. We'll come back. Vinny Maliulo, ladies and gentlemen, on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot an easy 100 bucks. Register using code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and more. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Jeffrey, I was just saying, if you're on, if you're on your toes there, want to head to the next one. Slow jamming with Vinny, y'all. Vinny Maliolo on a numbers game. How you doing, Vincenzo? What do you say, Gil? Welcome back, my friend. We uh, we missed you. And I, I said we have a... Have you met Jeff Parlay? Yeah, Jeff, I, I did. Now, I'm trying to understand what you, you were explaining to me exactly what number producer he is. Is it? He, is, he, is, he was producer number five. Yes. He is now <clears throat> producer number eight. Jeffrey just wants to be called producer number five. This not is, not eight, not thirteen, or or host one and a half, or. Felica said he should be the Carl Banks fifty-eight of producers, or the Wilbur Marshall of producers. Does it all? Um, Grover Cleveland was the twenty-second and twenty-fourth president of this great nation. That is Very who good. Jeffrey Parlay is. Well, I got to tell you, he's also uh, he's also the haberdasher for Veasan. Uh, I was wow. Yeah, I got I, I got in a jam. I got in a jam last week, Parlay, and I think you you helped me out. I, I was with uh, Patrick Maher, uh, who I refer to now as uh, Father Patrick because he, he runs such a, a tight like Catholic school uh, regime here in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I came in without I, – I wasn't hosting or co-hosting. I was sitting with him and L- Michael Lombardi. He said, where's your jacket? So I had, to, I had to think quick on my feet, and I grabbed yours. Of course, it was like did a. You know, did you was, know that? <clears throat> I did not, and that yeah. also is not my jacket. Oh, it's not. <laughs> there you go. You sure? They told me it was your jacket. Vinny, wow. you, so you, it was like a. It, either way, it was like I was. Uh, I was on the air in a sleeping bag. 
And you just grabbing random jackets. I was just grabbing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was just I wanted to. I didn't want to, you know. Tell fo- tell folks what you just asked me before you came on here. You're like, did you bet tennis with us? Did you bet tennis with us? And the answer is yes. You I have did. A, I have buddy. a future with you, but because you, you guys didn't have the matches up for the first round. We had the round. matches up uh, uh, thir- round of thirty two. So yeah, right. Them up now. Round of thirty two. Yeah. You had a good week, by the way. I, I saw good week. Right. Try a good every. Yeah. No, it's been a good week. Well, yes. good. Buddy. We'll leave it at well, that. Well, good for you. Yeah. Um. But of course, now you guys show up with your with your lines too. So I went and I saw them, but I don't really have a play on a on a side today. I what? only have a total today. I was all excited. I was thought you were gonna. Well, you might not be excited a week from now if my future cashes. But we'll, well see. Listen, Bill. We'll, yeah. Gil, we'll we'll be open. I, mean, I you know that <laughs> you're not banned. I mean, Gil. it's not like you know these these lights are not going to stop blinking <laughs> around <laughs> you, buddy. Sure so um, how's the football handle? How's that going? How was college football yesterday? Uh, good, good. You know, it, it looked. Uh, uh, first of all, the, the response was was very good. I mean, uh, folks are, are ready for football. I want to incorporate something also that uh, we had talked about earlier because it it, it kind of bears uh, some relevance to uh, to the football handle. After the first week of the uh, NFL preseason, we really, you know, we were on a, a great. Uh, a great course to possibly equal what we would normally handle in four weeks. And it didn't kind of pan out that way. It was, but it was close. Um, and the first week was, was, was good. Second and third week, you know, kind of tailed off just a little bit, but not, but not much, but college football, mm-hmm. great response. And uh, the folks were, we were lined up all day yesterday. And of course, as you know, we were doing some uh, remodeling. Around yeah, here. We noticed. Yeah. Did, did you see Christy, Jimmy, and I in our overalls? No, our, uh, we no were, I failed to see that. We're, we're, you know, we're very versatile. Right? We're, we're painting and hanging wallpaper. Uh, but uh, seriously, the, uh, it, it was it was steady, Gil. Very steady with uh, with the handle. Betters are responded. And again, college football continues to grow. Uh, more games available on the betting board, and you know more of them on TV or, or streamed. Does college? As well. does and we had college, a decent day yesterday. It yeah. was okay, even though. Didn't get middled on the UC, uh, the Ohio State game. Did get sided on it though. So yeah. Uh, but does college exceed pro here at this point? No, but it's close. It's they're they're close, Gil. I mean, yeah. um, it's it's a good question, and and we've talked about this uh, over over the years here uh, at Visa and on on a numbers game and and throughout the, the programming on the network. But um, there was a time, uh, you know, when I got into the business. In, in the late 70s, NFL was probably about a 4-5-1 or five to one ratio, handle-wise, to college football. And I'm sure if I had told you then, hey, you know, one day college will match this, you would have been like, yeah, I would have been please. like, no, it's still, yeah. no, but now it's close to 50-50. Um, do you guys have liability on any specific team in college or pro to win titles? No, um, in more, I think in, in the pros, there was some early liability on Carolina when it looked like Matthew Stafford. There was rumors like he, he may be the Tom Brady wow. of, of, of yeah, yeah. There was somebody that put put up uh, I think four thousand at uh, seventy five to one early. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brownies, I'd say there's uh, there's some interest in the Look Brownies, um, but uh, the colleges, um, Oklahoma has got some, gotten some interest in the futures. Asking you to speculate here. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not a political talk. This is just those of us who bet football need to know these things. We have a bunch of quarterbacks now. It's not just Kirk Cousins, right? It's Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, yeah. um, who are not getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What is 
I said last night on primetime action, I almost think we're underplaying this. Like, I think Mm -hmm. the first game in the NFL where some quarterback can't go, I think it's going to cause a kind of explosion where the team, the teammates are going to go nuts. And I think other teams, Mm -hmm. that's going to jar them into action. They're going to be like, we can't have this. Because right now only Tampa Bay and Atlanta are fully vaccinated. And I just wonder what, I just wonder if I'm, if I'm alone in that thinking, I, what do you think about that? Well, I think you you got to pay close attention to it because, you know, we're all in the same boat, right? If it's a last-minute thing, especially. Right. Look what happened right. uh, with with uh, last year with the charge. Uh, was it uh, t- t- Taylor got uh, with the injection in his lung right before the game started? Yeah. And that's how Justin Herbert got. <laughs> that's the only got, reason we know Justin right? Herbert. When you yeah. also, Gil, look at, look at the pro. situation with the, the Broncos last year when they they played a game uh, with uh, a Ken- running back as quarterback. Kendall Hinton, one so, for nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we're up against uh, the break yeah. here, we'll, we'll, but let's continue yeah. it on uh, on the other side. I, because again, the the you know the difference here is these are not listed pitchers, right? Oh, these are quarterbacks. There's no listed quarterbacks. By the way, do you think anybody will ever go to listed quarterbacks because of this? Probably not, because I, I don't think you can. Are you going to go to listed centers, listed wide receivers, listed running backs? You guys can do whatever you want. You know, to. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Vinny, you're always so smug. I thought that'd be the first thing. You'd be like, yeah, we could do that if we want to. No. I, no, okay. no. Here's what's going to happen. We're not. Four, <laughs> week, four, four weeks from now, there's going to be a listed quarterback somewhere. You're going to be like, yeah, it was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of groundswell for that, so we did it, just like the tennis. Don't think I forgot about that. No. Did he? Just bet your tennis. Did he? Any Molly. Bet right, your tennis. Always fun here on a numbers <laughs> game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Pro football betting guide. Look at that. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski shouting after another Super Bowl uh, championship. The guide is only $19.99 and available now. There's only 134 copies left. Get them. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is Gil Alexander. Vinny Maolio is here with us once again. Vinny about, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds away from punching me in the face. No, It, it could happen. But I, I will say this, just an observation. Yes. With the, uh, there's, I noticed a difference between uh, producer number five, Yes. And producer number nine, who are the same person? Producer number nine, we haven't had yet. Producer number eight. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. What yeah. is it? Eight. eight? Yes. Oh, it's hard yes. to keep up. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I know. Yes. Wait, by the way, there'll be yes. a prop up. Uh, Gil Alexander producers and over and under. Uh, probably going to be double digits uh, by the uh, by the time we get to the Super Bowl. But that's that's another that's another guy. At some Pro- point, producer Vinny, number eight. Yes. Who is the same as producer number five? You notice the difference. I notice the difference. What is that? A much much more. Firm hand on on the uh, on the program, like I remember when he used to say, hey, "We're coming back in t- you know five seconds, ten seconds." Hey, we're coming back in ten. Right? Hey, pay attention. Yeah. Yes, sir. Kelly, Kelly and Matt did a segment on primetime the other night where they spoke for maybe fourteen minutes and thirty-five seconds of a fifteen-minute segment. This is a true story. And then at the end, I just gave the last couple words, and we were like sixteen, <laughs> seventeen seconds over. And Kelly, with a straight face, says to me, "He goes, hey, Gil, can we get out of the segment a little earlier?'" I'm like, "Are you are you 
kidding me? Whatever you, whatever you need. They're, they're drunk with power. Love having the, the parlay man in the studio, yeah. by the way. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Sorry. No. So, I mean, I guess, anyway, look, theoretically is what I'm yep. saying. If, if it got so bad that, let's say we had a spate of these. Again, I'm just thinking uh, outside uh, of the box. Just, uh, so a, uh, a, a, a COVID situation that yeah, so like, takes okay, a... Oh. Yeah, the other day I was just coming up with a theory of how you could hack fantasy football, go tight end bullying. So here's mm-hmm. my thing with this. Let's just say we had a spate of these. Let's say one week Carson Wentz can't go. Let's say the next week Kirk Cousins can't go. Mm-hmm. Let's say the next week Lamar Jackson can't go. I'm just saying. At that point, I promise you there will be a book somewhere who will be like, we're listing quarterbacks. Perhaps, Gil. I yeah. mean, you know, in, I mean, in theory, in theory is exactly that theory, yeah, right? Theory. You know, it's hypothetical. Yeah, you know, there's, it out. there's a lot of hypotheticals. Vinny, we're um, just spitballing here. We're no, no, that's, no, it's good. It's, yeah. it, it's fine because we're, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, it, it's going to, you know, there's more teams in college. So there's, there's the, the, the likelihood in college is, is certainly going to uh, to take place uh, more so. Um, I mean, that look. One of the adjustments this year, and I thought Chris was uh, Chris Andrews, uh, director here, was spot on with it. Was regular season wins in college uh, this year here at South Point are for conference games only, and the reason for that is that in the event a a game is canceled and it's a conference game, more of a likelihood or a hope that that game would be rescheduled Mm -hmm. compared to a non-conference game that probably would not, you know, although we we have one this week that's, you know, been rescheduled, the Oklahoma Tulane uh, game and and, and moved. Uh, So, we're we're going to see it, Gil. Uh, we, I think last year was kind of a, a, a precursor. Again, I'll, I'll cite the the Broncos situation where uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell was just like, "We're we're going to play this game. The game's going to, you know." And every quarterback at every day or every hour, it seemed, was getting yeah. checked off the uh, the list of uh, uh, being well, able to go, and we wound up with a running back. Yeah. At quarterback for the Broncos, right? He played a little quarterback at Wake, but not like yeah. Not that was at Wake Forest. Yeah, not, not at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not in the NFL. And so, uh, yeah, no, I just think it's. I just think again, th- our theories aside, right? I just think it's it's a bigger thing than we're even making it out to be, right? Now. So should should yeah. NFL teams or you know should NFL teams? Are they've got a fifty three player roster? Should they have a, you know? Not only a practice squad is is it is it a COVID roster or they, a COVID, should, COVID contingency? Contingent, a hundred percent. They should have a so. Well, if I could just answer, a hundred percent. They should have a quarterback, at least one quarterback, who is removed from the other quarterback. Yeah, he's got a question. He's got to be in the meetings remotely. Yes, something right. Yes, via, you know? via Zoom. There you go. Here's Kendall Hinton. So, right, or somebody better than that. Should yeah. you know? But look, yeah. uh, but. To, to your point, to your question, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's something that's going to get monitored very closely. It, it's it's going to come up. There's going to be COVID situation. You've got teams that are completely vaccinated. You've got teams that are saying that um, fan, everybody in, in the stadium has to be vaccinated. But what about the visiting team? But look at the, the first game of the year, the Ravens-Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a... A provision yeah. for Raider games to be to be vaccinated. Imagine, but, imagine if you already had the seat license and you are anti-vax, yeah. and you're like, "Wait, what?" I mean, it's yeah. uh, it certainly bears monitoring, Gil. But yeah. uh, I, I I will tell you this: none of that, none of the of what we're we're talking about now, has had a negative impact 
on the wagering. Oh, I bet, I bet not. I mean, yeah. folks have not only said and stated they were ready for football, but they've respond. They they put they put their money where they're at. They're, oh, they're walking the walk. No question about that. And yeah. so um, the response has been. Uh, very good so far in terms of uh, college football. We have a nice weekend here. It's, I, you know, last night I kind of wish, again, selfishly, uh, that the games were spaced a little more time-wise. Right. Uh, but do, do you, you think say, Clemson, Georgia will be one of your most handled oh, college no, football games of the year? No, no doubt about it. Uh, Clemson, Georgia. Uh, I like the fact that obviously, to both of them are in, in the national championship conversation. Two powerhouses. Uh, position nicely on the schedule as well. I um, mean, and and you and I think it'll be bet and booked like an NFL game, and yeah. it deserves that kind of kind of attention. What about the first Thursday night game, six nights from now, between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys? Where would that, in your in your experience here, rank in terms of the most bet games? The first game of the season. Well, it's going to be bet more than any other Thursday night game, Gil, simply by virtue of the fact that it's been up for so long, too, right? Let's remember, week one... It's the masters of Thursday night games. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's a good comparison yeah. because... Again, it, having it up for you know three to four months, depending on on on, your, on the book, uh, and it's a good matchup, right? You've got the defending champs against the Cowboys, who always whether you know they're they're really good or or they're not, they're still they always get attention, right? Uh, yeah. You know, either you're betting on them, or you're betting against them. Uh, you know, it's not even even if you're you're betting the Buccaneers, you're not only just betting the Buccaneers, you're betting against the Cowboys, right? right. Um, and and again, uh, the game opened six and a half and got as high as. Eight and a half. I think there's some nines out there at some point, but now the game is down to seven and a half. So uh, up and down the ladder, um, and that game is going to set the t- that game will be on every parlay and teaser as well oh. going into the weekend. If you look at the three primetime games in Week One, Gil, mm-hmm. that one starts it off. You've got the uh, the Bears and the Rams, right? The Bears always a, a, a public team. The Rams have been right, and and of course. Uh, uh, you know, we, we get to see fans uh, as well. So uh, a lot of folks high on the Rams this year. And then there's hopes with the Bears, right? Because there always seems to be hope for the Bears. Why? And then, of course, Monday night, the Ravens and the Raiders. Oh, by the way, here in, yeah. uh, in Las Vegas. No, the, the, the Rams-Buccaneers teaser is going to be rampant. Oh, yes. Rampant teaser. Yes. Um, among other things with yep. the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, how did you handle... How dramatically, or was there no drama whatsoever? Drama is over. Yeah, I shouldn't use that word because that's already being too dramatic. Mm-hmm. But the uh, New Orleans Saints having to play now in Jacksonville. Yeah. Was that? Did you take that off the board? How did you how did adjusted you, it, Gil, to, yeah. to four uh, four and because <clears throat> again, home field, right? So let's talk about home field. And again, another topic that we've touched on over over the years. It's, it, it very different in the pros than in college. Right, more of a fact, more of a, of a factor in college anymore. I don't home field advantage in uh, in the NFL has not been uh, what it once was. It's not that automatic. It's a field goal, right? There are some teams that have a home field advantage. <laughs> I'm laughing because right, if you've ever it, been to a game in Washington, you know there might be a negative home field. But, yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah. L- let's face it. I mean, and the game is uh, ironic. It's going to Jacksonville, which over the years has really not been a, a home. It, there's typically there's more op- opposing fans there now. Um, Packer fans will travel well. I don't think there's going to be a lot. The, the storm has impacted the ability, I think, for a lot of um, Saints fans to travel. Oh, and by the way, the Saints have to travel yeah. as well. So, 
It's interesting about that game is, again, given the time frame it has been up for months, when it went up, the whole Aaron Rodgers saga was going on. Right. So the the uh, the Saints opened up as a as a field goal favorite in in, in some spots. Oh, by the way, wait, he's going to play now. It flipped to the other side. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, where, where uh, there were three point favorites, now up to four because what it's basically a neutral field, even though it's a home game uh, for the Saints. So. Yeah, <clears throat> you didn't do both markets in golf. You didn't do a tour championship and a FedEx Cups separately, no, did you? No, didn't do that. We did the the events. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably that's probably a good move because the confusion and the complaints the, would have been rampant. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. the, the confusion again, folks have to pay attention to yeah. where they're betting, the house rules, the stipulations. You've you've got to you know it, it's great to bet, um, but you you want to know the parameters of, of, of your wager. Yeah, in, this, in this case, it's not even yeah. the rules. It's just what are you betting? Well, what are you yeah. betting, yeah. too? Either, you know, yeah. make sure you know what what, what, yeah. what you're betting for, for certain. So, yeah. and But, you know, again, if games move, if, if dates change and things like that, there's uh, folks handle them differently. And the main thing is, as an operator, you want to be as consistent as possible. Last thing before we go, what will be ultimately the biggest handled bet of NFL Week 1? Well, I think everything will be going to the Ravens Raiders game. So because it's yeah, it's rolling over. I think that'll be not uh, the Sunday night, but Sunday the night, night game. Sunday night game that day. But again, everything will be either going to or reloaded onto Monday night. Yeah. So the progression just keeps going. Unless they're betting in faraway places, Vinny, and then that changes the dynamic. Do they do that? I think so. Some people might. Vinny Maliulo, everybody. Slow jamming with Vinny. Vinny, always a pleasure, man. Great to see you. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Welcome back to you as well. Vinny Maliulo, uh, thanks to Vinny and to Chris Valika. Uh, Also, Paul Carr and Mark Borcher, Jeff Parlay, and everybody downstairs, by the way. I never uh, shout them out, but Los and Matt and Brian, Brendan remotely. uh, Jeff in the corner. Thank you, everybody. Good luck with all your bets. The Lombardi line is next at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 